I'm Leslie Canham. I'm Mary Gavoni. I'm Linda Harvey. I'm Olivia Wan, and together we are the Compliance Divas. Welcome to the Compliance Divas podcast. I'm Mary Gavoni, and I'll be your moderator for today. And my fellow divas and I are going to discuss whether or not your office would be prepared to continue to see patients if there was a boil water advisory in your area. The Compliance Divas brings clarity and simplicity to compliance by navigating the regulatory world to keep you on course. You can subscribe to the Compliance Divas podcast through your favorite podcast channel or on our website, thecompliancedivas.com. All of the resources we mentioned during our podcast today can be found on the compliancedivas.com website. You can submit questions from this episode to support at thecompliancedivas.com. As we're now almost into the spring season where we tend to see more storms and flooding, the possibilities of boil water advisories tend to increase, although they exist at any time during the year. If there is a shutdown of a water processing plant or a power outage or some type of an outbreak of a potentially um, infectious serious microorganism in the water supply, your local water supply company or municipal water company may issue a boil water advisory. So Leslie, can you um, share with our listeners, what are the resources that dental practices can rely on to help them know what to do if there's a boil water advisory? Certainly, Mary. There's a number of resources that are available on the CDC website, not to mention just a boil water advisory page of its own, but there's also one specifically for dental practices. There's also a healthy water homepage, an emergency water supply planning guide for hospitals and healthcare facilities, as well as a healthcare preparedness and response page and medical water uses in medical and healthcare settings. All of those can be explored if someone wanted to uh, go deep into what they would need to do and how to be best prepared for a boil water advisory. But my favorite resource is from OSAP, the Organization for Safety, Asepsis and Prevention. There's a great step-by-step guide that gives some do's and don'ts. And I think people would be well advised to, in advance of hearing that they have a boil water advisory, already have these resources printed out and on hand, ready to go, maybe almost like uh, having a a fire drill prepared where you know what your uh, go-to things, where your go-to pages are so that you can be prepared because there's really a lot more to do than we would think from a boil water advisory to be able to operate a dental practice. You're so right, Leslie. Thank you for sharing those resources. The bottom line here is not business as usual as some people assume that if they have uh, an independent water reservoir on their unit, they think it's still safe to be seeing patients, but there's some other things that need to be done, which we'll discuss. But first, um, let's talk about hand hygiene. Olivia, can you give us some ideas? How does the dental team perform hand hygiene during a boil water alert? Sure, Mary. I think it's important to recognize that preparation is key. 
So we need to think about these potential issues ahead of time and make certain that we have adequate supplies of bottled water and alcohol-based hand sanitizer. And the hand sanitizer products must be geared for healthcare use, that being a minimum of 60% alcohol content. Now, if we don't prepare ahead of time, likely there will not be supplies of bottled water available locally. So be a good idea to purchase water ahead of time in gallon jugs that we could use as emergency supply for these situations. Because just because we have a boil water emergency issue doesn't mean that we don't have dental emergencies to address. Now, some might say, well, we'll just reschedule the patients until the boil water advisory is lifted. But how will you handle the needs of your patients that are in need of emergency care. So I think, Mary, to answer your question is we just need to prepare ahead of time, make sure we have hand sanitizer and bottled water so that we can properly perform hand hygiene as outlined by CDC. They have lots of information on hand hygiene and how to perform hand hygiene properly. Thanks, Olivia. That's so important because hand hygiene is so critical to our infection prevention procedures in our practices. And you cannot use the tap water to wash your hands. In fact, the CDC also recommends posting signs or even taping off sinks and faucets during a boil water advisory so that you're not tempted to forget and and to use those um, as hand washing facilities. Linda, if a dental practice has units with self-contained water systems, how do they operate during a boil water alert? What do they need to do? Mary, the offices that have self-contained water bottle systems and units definitely have the advantage in a boil water alert. However, that's not a free-for-all to say you don't have to consider all the other uh, items and points that all the divas are making in this podcast. So with the boil water alert, you still want to be sure that everybody is filling, everybody by the team members is filling those water bottles with the proper water source and that they are actually using the bottled water or distilled water in there like they're planning to, like their protocols call for. Because we know sometimes when um, team members get in a hurry or there's somebody new on the team that doesn't know the protocol or didn't have time to get trained and so forth, they may be using tap water and may not realize what's going on with the boil water alert. So it's very important um, to use the preparation key that Olivia mentioned. Have the team, you know, have the protocol and go over it really quickly um, before you start implementing all the processes for a bowl water alert. So that way everybody knows what their jobs are, what the duties, what to expect, and what's going to happen over the next few days. I like your idea of posting the visual reminders, not just for the patients, but for the uh, pa- not just for the patients, yes, but for the staff and for any visitors. That's an important piece too. So we don't forget and do what's natural. Go to the sink to wash your hands. <laughs> Because this is not the normal uh, business operation, you know, function with the boil water alert. And then just bear in mind that the signs or symbols that you put up, be sure they're multilingual, particularly if you have a lot of patients who uh, English is not their first language. Uh, But obviously, if the sink is taped off, you would think somebody would not use it. But we want it to be very clear. Uh, So in other words, if you have self-contained water bottle systems, consider yourself in the red yellow zone if this was a red light. Red light meaning no patients, no work, no treatment. Yellow, proceed with caution when you have the self-contained water bottle units, Mary. 
Excellent. Excellent, Linda. Thank you. And Leslie, what about a practice that has their dental units connected to the municipal water supply? They don't have separate water bottles on their units. What can they do? They can do. Uh, we don't want to use water from public water systems for dental treatment during a boral water advisory. In addition to uh, not using the water because it's not safe, it also will contaminate the dental unit water lines. And there's really no way to decontaminate them once they become colonized with some of the organisms like uh, Cryptosporidium, Giardia, and Shigala, which are sometimes discovered in public water. CDC also has a recommendation that if a dental practice is going to move forward with seeing patients during a boil water advisory, and uh, this would be not assuming that they have the, the bottled water to use or they are connected to city water, they're suggesting to reschedule any appointments that we have for immunocompromised patients. That way we lessen the, uh, the chance that an immunocompromised patient might be exposed to something. They also suggest warning patients before treatment that they were at greater risk for the cryposporidiosis if they are immunocompromised and they may wish to reschedule treatment after the boil watery is lifted. They suggest that we explain to all patients the current situation regarding water and indicate what procedures our practice is going to follow to protect their health. Now, of course, employees and patients should not consume water uh, that uh, has not been disinfected or ice or drinks from uh, water that has not been disinfected. But before we even talk about disinfection, the, the process for a boil water advisory, uh, bottom line, water should not be delivered to patients through the dental unit, through ultrasonic scalers or other dental equipment with water line connection to public water systems. And they're suggesting that we turn off the water to equipment, disin uh, use disinfected water, flow water out of a bulb syringe when using a high-speed handpiece if we do have to see patients during an advisory. And uh, they tell us that really the, um, the restriction does not apply if water source is isolated from municipal water, such as Linda mentioned with a separate water reservoir or other treatment device cleared for marketing by FDA. So uh, the, there's a list of do's and don'ts and what if scenario uh, also listed on the OSAP recommendations for boil water advisory. And uh, I, again, encourage everybody to pay close attention. It's easy to forget, walk to a sink and wash your hands during a boil water advisory if you don't have that signage up, as was mentioned earlier. Thanks, Leslie. So the bottom line here, I think it, it benefits practices if they're able to, to retrofit their dental units and put those separate water um, bottles, water reservoirs on their units so that they could have a continuation of care or at least be able to see emergency patients if there's a boil water alert. And then the CDC advises that there's a number of things that need to be done when the boil water alert is lifted. It's not just fill up the bottles or turn the water back onto the unit. You need to make sure that anything that has water line connections has been flushed and cleaned and disinfected. And there are systems that can disinfect the lines in a unit that's been connected to the um, municipal water supply. And there may be something, even if you're in a large building, if they have a, a water holding tank 
that may need to be serviced, which is probably not going to be the responsibility of the dental practice. That would be the building owner. You should flush your pipes and faucets. So run cold water through the faucets continuously for at least five minutes. And this would be in your home as well. If there are drinking fountains in your facility, they need to be run continuously for five minutes. And if you have a water softener in your facility, then you should run it through a regeneration cycle, drain and refill your hot water heater if it's set below 113 degrees. And if anyone is using any point of entry, um, point of use filter systems in their office, those all need to be changed out. The filters need to be changed out because they may be contaminated with bacteria. So as we've been saying all along, the best preparation you can have is to know what to do, have a protocol, have a procedure, download the documents, the resources that we're providing for you on the Compliance Divas website so that you'll know what to do and to be prepared ahead of time. As Olivia said, have some extra bottled water available, make sure you have enough hand sanitizer available and signs in multiple languages to tell people not to use the faucets. So hopefully we've given you some great ideas on how to be prepared in case there's a boil water advisory in your area. We bring clarity and simplicity to compliance by navigating regulatory compliance to keep you on course. If you have questions from today's episode, submit them to support at thecompliancedivas.com and access all the resources we've mentioned today at the compliance divas.com website. We thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.